It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much to tuning into Counterculture. I'm your host, Jonathan Sanborn. I okay. I'm I'm giddy like a schoolgirl right now. I don't. I'm just. I'm super excited about who's in studio with me right now. I have with me Linda Morris. Linda Morris is first off. She is a dear, dear friend. We've known each other since 1997. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we've been friends back even in, and it, when we were both single, and and we have just been our God just keeps crossing our paths over and over again. Linda is just amazing. She fits so much why we. She's really like kind of like the poster child for why this show exists. She represents counter someone who's countercultural in the in the way Jesus was countercultural. Counterculture. The reason the show exists is we want to highlight the peacemakers, the bridge builders, the people who are following uh, the way of Jesus to help those in need. So the, 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 the people who are helping our culture to flourish. And so the, I want to find those people around town, here in Phoenix, here in Arizona, even around the world, and highlight their stories and spend some time and have some conversations. So please welcome Linda Morris. Hi there, Jonathan. It's so good to be with you. It's such a treat. <laughs> so yeah, I think we kind of have this friendship. So we got to, I have to, so just so you know, Linda, uh, is direct is well okay you represent you're the US representative for the Samaritan strategy with Harvest yes, correct that's correct and uh, regional advisor as well regional advisor and she's also a longtime outreach director at First Pentecostal Church in, in Phoenix as well uh, which I also uh, full disclosure I attended the church and absolutely love the people there before they might before I got married and I spent a, a dear wonderful year attending their church and they it was it was a great a great season in my life. Well, that's how we kind of got in touch with each other, that's right? Because uh, we had that common th- uh, thread that both of us had served somewhere overseas. Yes. So yeah, you where had you served overseas? Um, at that time, I was in the Middle East. Okay. I was in Arabia. Um, okay. I had just come back when you and I met. Right, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and what a, it, what a culture shock to be in Arabia than come back to Phoenix. That had to be – not the weather maybe some parallels, but everything else had to be so different. It really – it was different in that I saw something there that I had never seen in the United mm. States. And I'm not talking about uh, what most people think of as uh, – the culture being oppressive or right. suppression of right. women. Or That's the that. first I thing s- probably we think of. That's we hear. the first yeah. thing that comes to mind. But I saw the body of Christ differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most people don't say that's, – that's a great – explain what you mean by that. Well, when you are not uh, the primary uh, faith culture, yes. um, you, you tend to get lumped together. Mm-hmm. So we had a wonderful time of togetherness in different places um, without broadcasting and without having all the, the, the buildings and the 
icons and all the stuff that we have here. <laughs> right, right. Um, but Christians somehow got word to one another that we were going to get together and worship, and all the denominations disappeared, the classes disappeared, wow. the ethnicities disappeared, and we were just one body just one. worshiping Jesus. That had to be exciting. It was. That had, there's just something. It's just the, and the and that's really the gospel lived out. That's exactly. that's the, that's the in revelations that people from every tongue and tribe yes. worshiping the Lamb. I mean, yes. you've just that's. We you had taste that, that experience. Yes, actually uh, worshiping the sing singing the same praise songs in different languages. That is so. It was so beautiful. I could say as that one of the, my most favorite worship all time worship experiences was at a harvest conference. When it was, we sang, God is so good, he's so good to me. I don't, you might have been, I think you might have been there, if maybe not, maybe right before your time, but we sang it in 17 different languages and we went around the room and it might have just been two people who spoke that language or that, but with 60 of us in the room, we had 17 languages who all knew that song and it was all of them pointing to Christ. And so how, it was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sure the Lord smiles when those things happen. (laughs) So, uh, so Linda, you, uh, you're described as a bridge builder, Linda is, is highly respected throughout in the Phoenix Church community because she's she stepped into a space that a lot of people haven't stepped into. She hasn't she isn't trying to be she's not she has no way has ever pretended to be a big deal, and that she's doing something. But she actually is really living out this call in her life to be a bridge builder. What does being a bridge builder mean to you? Well. I got a wake-up call while I was serving overseas, and it came in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, <laughs> go into all the world. Yes. And um, so – No, just the countries we like, right? No, everywhere. All of them. <laughs> everywhere that you are not. Right. <laughs> so um, in the beginning, that's the way it was as humankind. There were no divisions until after sin. So – the disobedience that entered uh, is what has caused the division among us. And so when I think about where I'm supposed to go, and I don't always plan it. God yeah. just opens those doors. Mm. But I've developed, I think main, maybe because of how he's done me, I developed that go wherever he says. Okay. And so if a door opens and I know I didn't ask for it to be open and I wasn't yeah. knocking, then I'm supposed to go there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so you're just listening to the Lord, but you've that there's there's some patterns that have happened. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just you you don't stick just in your church. You visit other Tell me what you do to kind yeah. of get out of this Okay. The, we, the bubbles that we often find ourselves in. Well, you know, as I, I'm grateful that um, because of my exposure with Harvest, uh, my pastor has just bought into the concept of, of serving and serving outside of the walls. And mm-hmm. so, as the outreach director, how can you fu- how can you serve outside until you know what's going on outside? Right. Right. And um, that has caused me to attach myself or be uh, when I'm invited to go to places. Um, and sometimes I would be the only one there that's either Pentecostal or African American. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would go just out of obedience because, and it's always been fruitful. God mm-hmm. has always built some relationships out of that. Wow. And it has been. I think many people, many leaders here in Phoenix can testify of the fruit of, of connecting with you. And, and Linda's like a, a mother figure to many of the uh, women leaders as well in the, across town. And she just has a great uh, ministry. And it's because you've been faithful 
in stepping out of your uh, what so many people keep as their comfort zone, and that I'm, you said you've let the Lord lead you to other pl- to other churches, to other ministries, and just to learn and listen. Yeah, you've taken that role. Yeah, because the, the, there's a scripture that says, "Woe to those who are at ease in Zion," and I, oh, I, oh. I don't plan to be at ease until I get before the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of those they, they put in a nice font in your kitchen, right? <laughs> but <laughs> oh, it's very provoking. <laughs> Very provoking. <laughs> no, but that's that's truth. That is serious truth. And yeah. so you know, we hopped right into some serious stuff, and and we just we we almost missed a, a very important part of the show, which is fake news. And so we're just going to take a little side break from from the. <laughs> okay, what? So we the game is you name something that is true about you and not true in any order, and I try to guess which one is fake. So name two things about yourself or two things that have happened. When I was younger, I was in training to be a fashion model. Okay. And this, just about everything's going to be about when I was younger. So um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I sang and toured with an acapella choir. Okay. So I'm going to say that the, the, the choir is fake news. Am I right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, you got me. See, God brought you here in his spirit to humble, keep me humble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you actually, you were a, a toured with an acapella choir. Yes. As uh, we had a, an acapella, acapella choir that used to tour various places in the boarding school that I went to as, in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, actually when there was the, Dave Garraway show way, 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 way back, and we were on the Today Show for really? Christmas program. Yes. Wow, right. <laughs> See, that's no, that's a great news. So I was occupied quite. That was on the Today Show. That yeah. is really. I would not have believed. Way there back we go. When, when they were broadcasting from New York, yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> well, see, so we've been friends twenty three years, and then that's news for me. So this is great. I love it. I love the show. Love it. So now. Uh, you work – so we also work together at, at a, in the same organization called Harvest. Yes. So what is Harvest? And- Harvest is the – is a – I used to think of it as a mission agency, but it really isn't. It is an equipping place. It is an organization that has developed ways and methods for us to apply scripture to our everyday lives mm. – so that we can serve in our communities the way Jesus served in his. So basically, it's taking real scripture, not unpacking it in our own opinions, right. but actually applying the scripture as it's written. Uh, and, and then what does that look like when you put hands and feet to it? That's, that's fantastic. And this has been going on for decades. Yeah, I think it's about 33 years old now. 33 years yeah, old. It's been that like long. That. That's fantastic. So I worked for Harvest for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it, this, it, it, it's interesting. That these, it sounds like this, these big ideas, but it comes down to simple obedience to love your neighbor in your, na- in your neighborhood. Exactly. And, and, as, and the way you love mm-hmm. your neighbor because it, those two scriptures, the love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes. And then that second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. 
we forget what that looks like because sometimes we don't love ourselves. Mm. To unpack that a little, tell me what you mean by that. Well, um, we don't always do the things that would make us better. Mm. Even if it's simply uh, reading something and asking God, how would I apply that? Mm. And so we want to complicate it and make it so it's too difficult to do. Yeah. And then we have a good reason not to do it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> or we'll overeat yeah. or do the things that destroy our bodies and then we don't have the strength to love God hmm. the way we should. So yeah, huh. it's those those kinds of aspects. That's really good. And so there's a there's a I remember that a, a big part of this was a, the the idea of a discipline of love. Yes. So tell yes. me what is that? Well, the discipline of love came out of the model of Jesus' growth, mm-hmm. and the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and favor with man. So those are the four areas of growth. Mm-hmm. If we are Jesus' disciples and his followers, should not we also be developing the same way? Yes. And then if that's true and everything was made by Jesus, shouldn't everything else be developing the same right, way? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it is that. And so the discipline of love actually comes out in a tool that's like a matrix. And, and so we live in various contexts. Right. We have a family. Right. We have a community. Mm-hmm. We have a church, usually. We have a school or a workplace. All right. So, in each of those areas, there's opportunity f- to grow and to help others to grow in those four, four areas. areas. So, you think of not, not just, I want to give food to the homeless, yeah. but you actually think of holistically the way Jesus did of growth, all four areas of, of your community. Exactly. And then, how do I love? practically in those areas. Yes, and and loving practically does not always mean giving something to somebody. Right. Sometimes it means also allowing them to be involved in the giving mm. or in the doing. In the right. And that helps them to develop personally yes. as well. So it's cuz otherwise it's just a good feeling that Christians get to do all the time. Right. <laughs> the handout kind of Santa Claus Christianity yeah, where we the just benevolence sort of versus development. Development. Yeah. Oh, I love love that uh, is so is this what you call the Samaritan strategy? Is that the same thing? It it yes it is. Okay. It's basically the same thing. But if you look at the story, and everybody, all the Christians, I'll say, are pretty familiar with the parable about the, the, the Good Samaritan. Right. But if you look at all of the characters who are a part of that uh, thing, including the young lawyer who was trying to test Jesus. Yes. Okay, if you take all of the characters in that parable and you look at the various aspects of each one, then you begin to see that there's more to the Samaritan and the act that happened than what the surface story tells Mm, us. It's more than just a good story to tell children. Right. Um, So you you think about the the lawyer as being those experts in scripture. Scripture, right. Theologians almost. Theologians. Yes. and I think of you know prophets and all the other modern day constructs, right. you know. But um, the thing about it is, you can know all of the law and still avoid it. 
Yes. <laughs> and so the Levite basically w- was that lo- that right. kind of person. And the Levite went by on the other side. Both the Levite and the priest saw the man, which was interesting to me. I always look at that and I say, wow, it's not that they didn't see him. It's they that did. they saw him and made a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Samaritan saw him, mm-hmm. but he had compassion. Mm. And so people have described the Samaritan as a, a, a model of Jesus mm. because not only did he see him, but he went the extra mile of taking care of him, putting him on his own transportation, right. taking him someplace and making sure he's taken care yeah. of, yeah. and then promising to pay for it. That's right. Well, wow. Four major steps, yes. which I would have just preferred to say, you know, drop him a dollar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A shekel. And, we do, and don't we do that? Right. We pass by people all the time. Right. And we give them something, but we don't help them. Mm-hmm. And I think it often, the focus can often be on the location, like – this is a reason to give a, someone begging on the corner. Yes. The, they focus on the street, but they miss that it's actually the the brokenness of yes. someone around anyone that's in our way in our way in our life, yes. not on the necessarily a road. Yes, but the anyone who's broken, we have the opportunity to step into that brokenness. Absolutely, mm. and and so it's funny because sometimes I'm with people and and I, and you know I see somebody and I'll, I'll kind of pull off and yeah. go and see. <laughs> I was riding with my sister one day and there was a family that was obviously homeless and yeah. they were sitting outside of a jack-in-the-box. And, and I don't go to jack-in-the-box. Right, right. <laughs> but we pulled, I pulled in and I asked them, how could I help in some way? And it was just really more than just buying them food. It was connecting them to resources that were there, what were available in the in the community. In the community, mm-hmm. and that's what they really needed. That's what they yeah. needed, but they had to make the effort of going to the resource. Right, you get the opportunity. So. <laughs> yeah, so they weren't they weren't bleeding on the side of the road, but there you saw where the real need was, yes. and that and connecting them to that, and so that's yes. where it was happens. And so it's a spirit led creativity. Yes, to be responsive. Yes. And and so when you say spirit-led mm-hmm. creativity, we have to recognize that we are made in the image and likeness of God. We talk about that mm-hmm. as being careful of uh, God's image bearers. Mm-hmm. But we really don't recognize the image in ourselves and the power and creativity mm-hmm. that God has placed in us. Yes. That's so important. Yeah. We miss that. And that he really wants to speak to us as, as his loving father and wants to lead us. Absolutely. So that's, we don't. Have, oh, who about. am I? What am I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> now you've you it's a, you've lived this out both personally, but all and and with a lot of the ministries. But you've also lived this out in your own church. You've helped your church to become more outward focused. Yes, um, I love the fact that my church was so receptive to the Samaritan strategy message. And in, in the beginning, it wasn't even called that. It was on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. at Jesus' prayer. Um, but what has happened as a result is it started with just six people meeting in my living room. Hmm. And we were going through Bob Moffat's book, If Jesus Were Mayor. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting to see the transformation taking place as we were going through the scriptures and people were having those aha moments and recognizing that in their own lives, in their own families, Mm -hmm. in their own workplaces, those principles could have been applied. Mm. And they began to apply them 
just because it was written. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so when they began to apply it, uh, God began to heal relationships and families. Mm. Uh, He began to restore things that were broken in their own lives. And so it was Mm. just a matter of time before it was taken to the church and the church embraced it. We all have journeys with our churches or many of our listeners don't maybe even attend a church. Mm But we know this is what the church – we all kind of get this is what the church should be doing. Mm-hmm. What would you – I mean if you could share like how – how how I guess I'm asking how can we – why have we marginalized this message where it's not so central when it seems like this is such a basic central message to Jesus? It's not comfortable and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It requires us to change our paradigm. Mm-hmm. So – what i would what i would like to see the churches do differently is to really begin to practice the scriptures mm-hmm. uh, we all gather and we hear good sermons and we say wasn't that wonderful and we worship and we feel good and we yeah. come outside and then come monday we've forgotten everything that we heard or that we've even right. committed to doing during the service mm. so um if I could change one thing, it would be commitment and conviction that when I hear any part of the scripture, I want to apply it to every area of my life. And and so and I think God puts us together for a reason to both to hear the message but also to help each other yes. live that. Absolutely. Convic- live out our, the conviction that God has put in our hearts. Yes, and that's one of the things I like about the Samaritan strategy mm-hmm. because we do what's called the seed project, which okay. is a discipline of love done by a great group of people. Okay. And so we actually have to work together as a team to, to implement those areas of service and those areas of change mm. um, that um, we would not normally work together for. And it calls those giftings within us to be activated. Yes. And God then gets the glory, not us. We, I, I always ask people, they, they don't always do it, but I ask them, please don't wear your church T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> because we want them to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus doesn't have a logo and ego. I, I sure like that. <laughs> but doesn't he have a little sticker on the back of his car that tells where he I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, even, not even a cross. <laughs> not even a cross. No. You know how weird it would be that Jesus had a cross as logo on his anything? And I was like, I that's, mean, that's, that's a torture device. Exactly. <laughs> a kind of, hated thing. A hated thing. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so the seed project, I think, is a profound concept. Yes. Um, so just tell me what happens in a seed project and is this something that our listeners could do? They really could. Um, I think though that you need the foundational principle of practicing the discipline of love yeah. to have – to understand the seed project process. Okay. But it, it, what, it, what it does is it, it's a tool for planning to do something. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about this particular practice that we have called the Samaritan strategy is that it is intentional. Mm-hmm. It is planned. Mm. It is not a long-term thing. It's a yeah. short thing that can be easily accomplished using what's already available to right, you. Right, right. So, yes, anybody can do it, but they need to understand that they're actually applying scripture hmm. as a part of what they're doing. 
And and that's it's funny we don't use that think about intentionality with this 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 part of our life. We do it, we think about it like get healthy. Yeah. You 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 create some kind of plan. I want to cut these calories, I want to do this activity, I want to get this app and track this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it says I want to be more loving, right. I want to be I want to really lo- obey Jesus and love my neighbor. Right. Like the good Samaritan is we can actually be intentional and growing in that way is what you're saying. Absolutely. Because the aspect of both the discipline of love and the seed project is that it's covered in prayer first. Yes. You're you're hearing from the Lord. You're (laughs) knowing – you're obeying the scripture and you're hearing from the Lord. Yes. You're hearing from the Lord and as God begins to reveal to you in prayer Mm -hmm. or shortly after or sometime during your your discourse with one another – you begin to see areas of brokenness that you had not noticed before. Mm. And then uh, then I always ask the people who are working on their seed project, where is that found in the scripture? Yeah, that's right. Good. Because <laughs> a lot of good ideas will right. come up. Right, yeah. But does it answer, Does it, can the scripture be applied? Is that where the scripture is yes. that tells you to do this right. thing? <laughs> So there's I, – I think we could spend a ton of time. I love this discussion and we're, we're down to our, our – just the last few, a little bit and I just so appreciate this discussion. How can spe- our, maybe our listeners learn more about like uh, discipline of love and seed projects? What, what, how can they find out about that? Well, there's two ways. Okay. Um, we, of course, do have a website at harvest uh, – www.harvestfoundation.org. Okay. Um, they can reach me. Okay. On my email at uh, lmorris at harvestfoundation.org or okay. mlmorris at loveliberates.com. Love it. And if they don't want to do that, they can call or text 602-821-6065. She means I, it. She's giving out her – she's broadcasting her yes, email. And the reason I do yeah. it is on the website. <laughs> this has been an incredible con- – Linda, you know, I take a bullet for Linda. Just let, I'll let the world know that. I love Linda. So thank you so much for joining my uh, joining Counterculture. This has been a great discussion. Thank you. God bless. You too. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. 